Today I'm going to give you the murder of Jason Sweeney. Jason Keel Sweeney, a construction worker from Fishtown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 16 years at the time of his murder, was murdered by four teenagers for his paycheck on May 30, 2003. The perpetrators included a girl he was dating and his best friend since childhood. The manner which Sweeney was murdered, the ages of the teens involved, the seeming indifference of the perpetrators, and the crime received national media coverage. Murder. Jason Sweeney left school and was working for his father, a contractor, on a building project in Philadelphia. Sweeney met a girl he liked, 15-year-old Justina Morley, with whom he had a date on Friday, May 30, 2003. Unbeknownst to Sweeney, Morley was engaging in sexual relations with two other 16-year-olds, Nicholas Cola and Edward Batsig Jr. Batsig was Sweeney's best friend since fourth grade. Nicholas Cola and his 17-year-old brother Dominic Cola was also friendly with Sweeney, but the two brothers ended their friendship with Sweeney. With the promise of sex, Morley lured Sweeney to the trails, a wooded area of Fishtown near the Delaware River, where Batsig took the first blow, striking Sweeney in the head four to five times. Batsig and the Cola brothers pummeled Sweeney primarily in the head and face with a hatchet, a hammer, and a rock until he was dead. Batsik later confessed to how he hit Sweeney with the hatchet four to five times. According to Batsik, Sweeney begged for his life, but he just kept hitting him. Batsik also goes on to say that Sweeney looked at him during his beating and said, Please stop, I'm bleeding. But Batsik continued to hit Sweeney again with an axe. They finished the job by dropping a rock on the side of Sweeney's head. Sweeney's head was crushed and the only bone left undamaged was his left cheekbone. He was identified by a cut on his hand that he stained at his construction job. After Sweeney's murder, the four assailants stole the $500 cash Sweeney had earned from work. The four perpetrators, the Colas, Batsig, and Morley, shared a group hug and split the money where they bought jewelry and the illegal drugs, heroin, marijuana, and Xanax, and parted beyond redemption, according to Dominic. Dominic Cole confessed in a court hearing that they were all involved in the Sweeney's murder. Police said, the murder was planned days before after listening to the Beatles song Helter Skelter nearly 40 times, drawing a parallel to the Manson family murders. Joshua Stab 18, a friend of Dominic Cola, said the group bragged about their plan to kill Sweeney by using Justina Morley as bait. Stab also said that Batsig knew Sweeney would have his paycheck on him the day of the murder. When the prosecutor asked Stab the teen's demeanor after the killing, Stab said they seemed pretty fine in a way happy. Despite the fact that trains were drug addicts, the four teens were not high before they murdered Sweeney. When the detective asked whether they were high during the murder, Dominic Cola answered, No, I was as sober as I am now. Is it sick? It is sick, isn't it? According to a detective and a forensic psychologist later suggested that the killer's motivation went beyond robbery stemming from envy, envy and resentment of Sweeney's relatives, relative success in life. Justina Morley. Justina Morley claimed she started smoking marijuana at age 10 and shortly started taking prescription pills and snorting cocaine. April Frederick, Frederick Morley's mother said her daughter started cutting her wrist at the age of 10. Morley was hospitalized for threatening suicide and self mutilization in 2002. She was admitted to friends' hospital for cutting her wrists, knees, and thighs, taking pills, and displaying a suicide poem, which she pinned on her door. 
Morley told her mother she would commit suicide if she did not take her out of the hospital and against the doctors of the hospital. The advice of the hospital doctors took her out of the hospital. Expelled from public school, Morley repeated the 8th grade at a private Holy Name of Jesus Catholic school in Fishtown. William Russell, the defense team's psychiatrist, Morley began sexual activity at an early age in an attempt at validation of self-worth. Molly testified she had sex with both Nicholas Cola and Batsig in exchange for heroin just a few days before they murdered Sweeney. Trial Justina Morley's attorney explained to the judge that the girl suffered depression, suicide attempts, and substance abuse to get her a juvenile court trial. Psychiatrist William Russell explained how Morley attempted suicide twice by overdosing on pills a year before the murder. Morley's attorney argued she was on she was the East least culpable and if tried as a juvenile could get treatment and live a productive life. The assistant district attorney argued that Morley was an important part of the plot in Sweeney's murder and she had treatment previously to no avail. If tried in juvenile court, Morley would be free of court supervision by tw age 21. The judge agreed with the prosecution and ordered Morley to be tried as an adult for murder. Morley then pleaded guilty to third-degree murder in exchange for her testimony against the other defendants and sentenced to 17 and a half to 35 years in prison. Dominic Cola, Nicholas Cola, and Edward Batsick Jr. were charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy, robbery, and possessing an incident of crime. All were tried as adults, but in 2004, prosecutors decided against a death penalty against Batsick and Nicholas Cola, but planned to seek it against Dominic Cola. However, during the trial, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Roper v. Simmons that defendants under the age of 18 could not be executed. As a result, Dominic Colo, who was 14 days away from his 18th birthday at the time of the crime, could not receive the death penalty. Instead, the Colo brothers and Batsik faced mandatory life sentences without parole, if convicted of first-degree murder. Jailhouse letters of defendants were read, read during the trial to understand their behavior and determine who was most culpable. Defense counsel for the Colas, Batsig, argued that Molly was the instigator and led the boys to commit the murder of Sweeney. Molly writes to quote Dominic Cola, So you say I'm manipulative, and yes, I believe I am in ways. I'm persuasively manipulative, and I think I'm pretty good at it, too. I enjoy dragging people along, she went to say. I Tell me you don't enjoy these culpable, gullible humans. It's funny how I used to persuade them into lies. She also wrote to Dominic Cola, I'm a cold-blooded expletive death-washing bitch who survives by feeding off the weak and lonely. I lure them and then I crush them. Expressing no remorse in one letter, she stated, I am guilty, but I still don't feel guilty for anything. I still enjoy my flashbacks. They give me comfort. I love them. But Morley testified that she did feel remorse for Sweeney's murder and stated she only wrote those things, be accepted by the Colas and Batsig. The prosecution acknowledging Morley's letters to show her to be a cold-blooded killer used her letters to show that the Gravity of the group. The defense attorneys for the Colas and Bassett contend that their clients, as drug addicts, lack the intent to kill needed to support the first degree murder conviction and at most committed the lesser crime of third degree murder. The strategy is undermined by the three defendants' confessions. Assistant District Attorney Jude Conroy read part of Dominic Cole's confessions in court. We just kept hitting and hitting him. We took Sweeney's wallet and split up the money and we parted beyond redemption. Dominic Cola also told the detective it was like we were all happy with what we did. Verdict and sentencing. The Cola brothers and Batsig were convinced, convicted on charges of first degree murder, conspiracy, robbery, and possession of an instrument of crime. In May 2000, 
five each one was sentenced to mandatory life in prison without parole for murder plus 22 and a half to 45 years for conspiracy robbery and possessing an instrument of crime none of the teens showed any remorse or apologized for Sweeney's murder Paul Sweeney the victim's father addressed Dominic Collis saying look at me Dominic you with you evil eyes Dominic Grossman I never thought I had evil eyes but I guess it will do and I'm cool the judge denied defense of counsel's motion for a sentence that could allow parole said there is a level of inhumanity that exists in these facts. This was a total, totally depraved act. Resentencing. In 2012, the Supreme Court in Miller v. Alabama struck down mandatory life sentence without parole sentence for juveniles under 18, holding that the court must consider the individual and sexes for each juvenile defendant in determining sentence, which might still be life without parole if, in the course of judgment, the circumstance warned it. The Supreme Court left open the question whether Miller applied retroactively to trigger serious sentencing of all juveniles who had already been sentenced, leaving this to the decision of individual state courts and legislators. In Pennsylvania, where the Colors and Bessick were sentenced, the state Supreme Court ruled in 2013 not to apply Miller retroactively, thus upholding the mandatory life sentences of juveniles whose sentences were already final at the time of the Supreme Court ruling. However, the state Supreme Court also ruled in a different case that juveniles sentenced to mandatory life without parole whose sentences were not yet final at the time of Miller was entitled, were entitled to a resentencing hearing considering their individual circumstances at which they could be receive a sentence of life without parole or life with the possibility of parole after a minimum term. Bessif and Nixon Colo, who both had appeals pending at the time of Miller, were granted with such resentencing hearings. At Nicholas Cole's resentencing hearing on February 19, 2013, Common Pleas Judge Sandy L. V. Byrd sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of parole, upholding the original 2005 sentence. Byrd noted this is an uncommon case. There are no factors which removed the defendant from the punishment of life in prison without parole. Byrd said, Not only did he plan the assault, but he participated in the assault, which was so violent that Jason Swinney had to be identified with a dental records. Memorial Foundation Paul and Don Sweeney, Jason Sweeney's parents, set up the Jason Keel Sweeney Foundation in memory of their son to fund a full scholarship for the Valley Forge Military School, the school of their son's dreams. Jason wanted to attend the military school to become a Navy SEAL. He was accepted into the school but could not afford the tuition. In popular culture, 2003 episode 2 CSI Crime Scene Investigator titled Coming of Rage, Season 4, Episode 10 was inspired on the Sweeney murder. The Sweeney murder inspired comic artist Kevin Colden's 2008 graphic novel Fishtown, which is awarded for, nominated for an Eisner Award. A 2002 episode of the Lifetime Movie Network series Killer Kids titled Foul Ball and Framed detailed the murder with actual footage from the crime scene in the second segment of the episode Framed. In 2013, convicted murderer Dominic Kohler wrote a memoir of his life and the murder titled Biological Juvenile. It was subsequently posted in PDF form on the website prisonfoundation.org. The episode Murder Among Friends titled Friend Finital on the investigate discovery profile of the murder of Jason Sweeney on May 17, 2016, less than two weeks before the anniversary of Sweeney's death. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this story.